The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You chose to take a journey down a long and dangerous trail Chose to serve your country and we know you served us well But now you're back and it's our duty to keep you safe and warm Shake your hand and welcome you back home with open arms We're America, your family, the land of liberty We're thankful for your sacrifice, your fight to keep us free We are America, and we truly do believe You're the backbone of our nation, thanks to you we're living free We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue We're America, your country, and America wants you It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition. Your hosts are Gary Ray and Ted Griffin, Jr. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here are your hosts, Gary and Ted. Good morning, and welcome to the American Heroes Network. Uh, my name is Gary Ray, along with uh, Mr. Bob Sharps. Mr. Bob Sharps will be helping me out this morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you, Gary, and it's a pleasure to be on. All right. Let me tell you a little bit about Bob Sharps. He's retired from the United States Air Force as a highly decorated officer after 25 years of service. He served three tours in Southeast Asia and held a variety of positions. Mr. Sharp also served as a director for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs. Since his retirement, he's been very active in the veterans community as well as the business community as an independent franchise owner, business consultant, and highly respected community leader. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you. Thank you. All right. Well, our guest today actually is Mr. Bruce Bronson. He's the president of Trilogy Inter. Um, integrated Resources, and Bruce was the founder and director of a substance abuse treatment program in Fresno, California. He served as a Fresno County supervisor for eight years. He was also a member of the California State Legislature and chairman of the Health Committee for 10 years. He served as Associate Dean of the Medical School of the University of California, San Francisco, and was a senior vice president of the Birch and Davis Health Management Corporation. In the year 2000, he co-founded Trilogy Integrated Resources. Good morning, sir. Hello. How are you guys this morning? Yeah, just great. Uh, All right. Gary, if uh, you don't mind, I'd like to do a quick intro to how I met uh, Bruce. Um, sure. As a matter of fact, it, uh, it goes back about almost five years now. I think uh, my partner, Bill Forbes, who was 
the uh, Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, and I had served as the Director of the Outreach and Advocacy Program, I had the distinct pleasure of meeting Bruce when he introduced the program that he's going to be discussing, the Network of Care. And, and, and one of the things that just highlights it, and, and I don't think anyone can articulate uh, the program better than he can, but uh, the network of care has basically revolutionized the way veterans and their families uh, can now get information concerning their health care as well as a, a myriad of other information. And if, if, uh, uh, if I may take the liberty, Larry, uh, Gary, I'd like to just turn it over to Bruce. And, Bruce, if you can kind of give an overview, first of all, how you got involved in it, I know Maryland and California were the first two that actually introduced it into their uh, veterans' community and into the community at large, as I may say. Uh, kind of give uh, an overview of how you got started into it and then uh, where it's going and, and an overview of the programs. And, Gary, if you don't mind, I think you'll find it very interesting. Uh, like I say, I don't think anyone can articulate it. And, Bruce, I, I apologize because I know you do well when you have your visuals. <laughs> but I've heard you online without the visual, and you do just as well. So if I could throw it over to you at this time, I'd appreciate it with your permission, Gary. No problem. I, I, that's what we're all about here. <laughs> well, Gary knows all about this, too, and Kevin as well, so it, this is right. not going to be uh, new to them. Uh, well, you know, this started, uh, I probably should go back a, a couple feet on the tape. The, 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 there's a problem in general in health and human services in, in our country because of the way that they're funded, uh, whether it's mental health services or aging services or uh or services to kids at risk, or whatever. Uh, they're funded with different pots of funds from different departments uh, at the federal government, then the state government, local government, and independent agencies, and so on. And that, because of this, the, these different silos of funds, they end up being very fragmented because the, each one of those agencies is kind of tied to the money that's coming to them. And uh, they're not tied to each other. And so this fragmentation that occurs ends up uh, with a lot of uh, things falling through the cracks and the lack of coordination among uh, those folks that we call the providers, the ones who are trying to, to d deliver service. But it also causes a lot of confusion in those that are trying to get the service. And this is true really anywhere. When, when my mom... Uh, had Alzheimer's, and I, I was uh, her, her caregiver. Uh, boy, it was, in my hometown, it was hard to figure out where to start and then where you go next because it's just not organized that way, and certainly the information is not presented to the consumer uh, in that way. It's, you just get bits and pieces that reflect the, the fragmented nature of how it's structured. So the network of care idea was piggybacking on this new funny thing, uh, 15 years ago or so, called the Internet, to say, what if we use the Internet as a place where you could virtually integrate everything, even if it wasn't structurally integrated? So if it, whether it was aging, like for my mom, or mental health, or whatever, if you could pick a target group like that and get all of the services, regardless of how they were funded, whether it was from one of many different departments at the federal government or state or local or their grassroots organizations, and you could put them all into one place, one little virtual community, if you will. 
on the internet, and then also add other things that 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 population would want: a knowledge base, a way to communicate with each other, advocacy, news, and and so forth, and and eventually create something that had basically everything, kind of like a one-stop shop for people in a in a, in a particular need. So this was a this is how the network of care conceptually <clears throat> began. And it was funded by a grant from the state of California in the field of aging and long term care as a as just a pilot just to see would this I, this idea work, uh over twelve years ago. And it turned out that it did work. It worked extremely well. People used it uh heavily. It was good for the, the various uh service agencies because uh, quite frankly, because it was it was one thing that helped bind them together that wasn't threatening to them. It wasn't turf threatening. It was in fact value added to them. So they, it was it was a benefit uh, and a huge benefit to the consumers. Well, to speed the tape up a little bit, this idea worked so well in the in the pilot two pilot counties where it was started that it spread all over California very quickly. But more importantly, it spread to other issue areas, and it went from aging to mental health, then to developmental disabilities, um, kids at risk, domestic violence, public health, of, of quite a variety of There's now eight or nine of them, and they basically cover the whole uh, range of health and human services that are typically delivered at the county level. Okay. Then about four or five years ago, um, the mental health, Network of Care, which now was in some three or four hundred locations all over the United States, it was a very successful program and was spread mostly by the among mental health directors at their associations who would tell their their colleagues about this, and so that that's how it spread. Um, here we have uh, several hundred uh, local community mental health directors that we're working with uh, to to provide these kinds of services to their population, and they started to tell us about the problems of the returning veteran as distinct from uh, all other populations. And this was before the big um, blow-up at, uh, at Walter Reed. And uh, it was a bit of a shock for me because I had a fairly long uh, involvement and career with mental health it was a kind of a shock to me to learn what was actually happening. I mean, the the homicide rates were up, suicide rates were up, all kinds of substance abuse rates were up, and uh, it was and not only more than it was for the general population, but more than it was for any other veteran population. So, uh, what our mental health directors wanted was some tools to deal with this, because if you think about it. Often it's the mental health director that ends up being kind of in the middle of all this. They, they see all of that, uh, and they're the ones that are often brought in on an, on a nine one one call on an emergency if someone is is having a huge episode and or is is threatening their own life. And so they 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 became very deeply involved and and met with us several times around at different places in the country and in Congress. And I should point out that there was a couple of real heroes at Congress, including a good buddy of mine, Sam Farr, when I was in the legislature. He was there. Now he's in Congress. And Patrick Kennedy, who's now retired, a uh, very strong advocate for for veteran services. And uh, we, this all convened in a big meeting in Congress, where I mean, in Washington D.C., where we where we were asked, "Will we develop? Could we develop a network of care just for returning veterans and their families?" 
And at that point in time, we had the network of care around in many places, but we it was statewide in four states, including Maryland and California. And when we talked to the officials in uh, in those two states, they were very anxious to move forward because both are large deployment states. Both have a lot of uh, military and have a lot of veterans, but they both happen to have really, really great leaders. And in Maryland, it was Bob and Bill Forbes and um, some of the folks, General Atkins over at the Guard, and uh, and their mental health community were just all over this to say, you know, what can we do to help? And right. we then... We then spent about a year working with them to figure out how to construct a single place on the web that you can go and get absolutely everything if you were uh, if you were in the military. And one of the unique things about the network of care is that it it not only has all services, but it's for all designations. So we don't care if it's uh, active duty or whether it's guard or reserve or whether it's veteran or whether it's family of any one of those we it's it's a single place where everyone can go we 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 jump over those turf boundaries and those those agencies and says this is for all of our of our total military family all and right. then it's all services so it's everything from DOD guard and reserve state local grassroots community-based, and so on, all in one place. So it's, you think of the network of care as a spot in the middle that connects those two, those two groups of, of things. Right. And um, we had a terrific time in, in Maryland, especially, because um, in, in developing it, because there was none of those turf boundaries that you find elsewhere, particularly at the national level. Uh, in California and Maryland, uh, the, the guard sat down with the VA, which sat down with uh, uh, the mental health community, mental health directors, and say, "How can we help? How can we do a better job? And what should we put into this portal, uh, and uh, that will better serve our people?" Right. And so that was how it began. And uh, to answer Bob's question, that's how it all began. And after about a year or so, of uh, a year and a half of work. It was launched in every county in Maryland and in every county in Florida, Maryland first, and then uh, I think it was a couple weeks later, uh, California. And it was just a huge success uh, immediately, and it still is a, a remarkable success and it has spread to many other places around the country. So it's a bit of a long introduction, but that's how, how this thing came about. Now, if we could just, we're going to be taking a real short break, uh, so everybody keep that thought. Uh, it's, you know, we're going to be right back. Be sure to check out our mobile sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. This family-run business can and will save you money with the merchant services. If your business using a merchant account, give Josh at First Class Merchant Services a call at 407-401-0772. I'm Gary Ray along with Bob Sharp and our guest, uh, Bruce Bronson. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. 
Join your hosts, Gary Ray and Ted Griffin, Jr., as they show what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. And with um, um, Bruce uh, Bronson, uh, we're talking about the network of care. And Bruce, what areas are actually working successfully with the network of care right now? You mean uh, geographic areas? Yes, or states. Yeah, well, we're we're all over. Uh, we just uh, we're, we're statewide in California and Maryland and uh, Montana and uh, Hawaii, uh, Connecticut. I think uh, uh, no, Connecticut is mental health. Pardon me. Uh, we have eight different networks for care, and I do get them overlap from time to time. Uh, we have a terrific program down in uh, Tarrant County, Texas. Another great one in El Paso, Colorado. Um, El Paso County uh, in Colorado. That is uh, a, a tremendous a collaborative effort there with the fort and and uh, all of the various services. So it's quite a range. By the way, your listeners could go to networkofcare.org on the computer, just networkofcare.org and the internet, and then you you see all the networks of care and just pick the one for service members and veterans, and then that shows you where uh, over in the the. There's a little slot there for states and then each county within the state. And so you can find every single network of care that exists and if there's one in your area. And you could also, uh, you know, if they're, while they're listening to this program, if they want to follow along, they could certainly look at uh, any one of the network of care for service member sites and uh, see what we're talking about. You know, I didn't realize this, that it was in 50 languages also. Yeah, we do. We uh, oh, Over time, we've... Uh, Actually, most of the site is developed according to what people wanted, what uh, veterans and service members wanted. And uh, so we have a, a 60 languages uh, that, trans, the, the, that the site can be translated into for not just uh, service members, but members of the family that may need uh, to understand some of this information. And there's message boards. There's a lot of community board type of activity, message boards, community calendaring. So, like, for example, if you're in Baltimore, uh, you you can uh, see all the things that are going on. If there's a stand down program or a program for uh, for spouses of military or or whatever, you can see everything that's going on in the community and uh, and get uh, uh, driving instructions and so on to there. That there's a no- social networking platform where, where people can 
get together, and we have actually thousands of groups uh, formed, and some of these groups formed by uh, theaters of conflict that were common to the people, or they could be by injury or by or where they are, where they are living geographically. We had a physician at Walter Reed that would form uh, uh, groups of spouses of deployed at the time of a deployment. I thought that was just a brilliant idea. So there'd be a common deployment, and he'd get all the spouses together and form a social networking group on the network of care where they could exchange photos and and uh, and talk to each other and support each other. Um, there, there's uh, announcements. The the local uh, veteran service officer can post announcements up at any time of the night or day. And same with the mental health uh, director and the guard. Uh, we we will list all of the services that are in the surrounding facilities. Like if there's a fort nearby, we always make sure to highlight what services the fort itself offers to both uh, individuals and to family members. Uh, so there's quite a bit of, of material there that is kind of based at based upon what's going on there locally, in addition to all this other enormous amount of information that we have of all services, regardless of how they're funded, and, and uh, library and legislative advocacy and personal health records, and just on and on and on. You know, Bruce, that, that brings up a very good question. You know, it, when you listen to the name Network of Care, one would think, okay, that has to do basically with personal care or health care. And although, if I'm not mistaken, the initial platform was built on mental health, but it has a myriad of other areas. If you can just briefly go over some of the other features and what it provides, uh, I think would be interesting to the listening audience as well. And sure, we, we have a, there's two or three health. things I could focus on here just for this for this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, we 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 have um, what we call a service directory, and the service directory does something very unique for for the military community, and that is it combines all services regardless of how they're funded. So this is everything from DOD, Guard, Reserve, State, Local, everything, everything, into one place, and you search it by category. Instead of having to wind your way through DOD and then go over somehow and try to figure out how to wind your way through the National Guard or whatever it happens to be or for the VA, this puts it all into one place by categories and by county. So you could find something that you need and then see all of the, the the entities that provide that service. And what's really unique about this is it includes all local service, community-based services, not-for-profits. The reason that's very, very important is a lot of, of folks who come back from war, sometimes the nature of the service they need is they want something local. They, they want it right there in their community. And sometimes I think we all know they prefer it, uh, particularly if they can't get to a veteran's uh, a VA service if it's too far away, or if there's a sensitivity, uh, if it, for example, might involve uh, um, a mental illness, there's a sensitivity and they're still uh, in active duty or they're still in the Guard or Reserve of, of going there for that service. But they don't know what's available to them right in their local community that often is for free. So the fact of pulling them all together and making it searchable by category is a very, very important way of reaching out and getting people into service. And and uh, Bob's right. We try to make it all services. This is uh, not just behavioral health type services, but uh, physical care services and um, everything. There's just access to services, advocacy and support, services to children and parents, 
uh, of families, uh, crisis intervention, disability services, employment services. We have a huge jobs board on this site that is just amazing. I mean, you could you could search um, uh, every Fortune 500 company, every go- every single government. Uh, uh, a job opening, everything that Reserve Affairs has has secured, uh, prioritized for spouses of military, and everything that is reserved or prioritized for veterans, and you could search all of that by category, by county, and these are maintained daily, so you can uh, literally come back from war and 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 theoretically the very next day find what is reserved and 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 prioritized for a veteran. In your in your area of expertise in your county, and that's available that moment. Uh, it's a it's just a, an incredibly great way to organize uh, job searches. But we do, as as Bob suggested, we have of the the widest possible variety of 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 information that might somebody might be interested. Whether it's housing or shelter or medications or legal. Uh, support or support for senior issues or sexual sexual issues. Uh, everything is in this uh, service directory, uh, searchable by category. However, what we we do another thing that's kind of interesting that was uh, it was <laughs> it was harder to do than it should have been, and that was we you, we we do have a way to search it by VA, whether it's federal or state VA services, as well as by active duty military, uh, DOD guard and reserve. Uh, the reason that I kind of <laughs> uh, I, I laugh when I said it's harder than it should be, we have a little place on here, for example, on the home page. It says military services. You click on that, and you could find everything paid for by the DOD guard and reserve by category, by county. It took us months to figure out how to build that list because it doesn't exist in any one place. Wow. So we had to go through dozens of websites that the Department of Defense has. And, I mean, it took forever to figure this out of just what is available by category, by county, that's paid for for military families. Uh, and if it's hard for us to do it, we, we do that for a living. I mean, that's that's the business of Trilogy is to do that. If it's hard for us to do it. Think of how hard that is for somebody who's just come back from Afghanistan. I mean, mm-hmm. it's impossible to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20,000 websites we went through. 20,000. No one can do that <laughs> when they're just sitting at home, uh, <laughs> you know, confused. Uh, the same with VA, although the VA, I must say, is a little bit more organized. Uh, you know, it's got the, the federal VA, the VISN system, uh, and then the state VA with uh, good guys like Bob and, and Bill. So that wasn't as wasn't as difficult, but it did take us a bit of effort to put all VA services by category by county available to a person who lives in in, in a community. And with that, by the way, we 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 did another thing. We always start off with when you're looking that way at VA services with the veteran services officer. Now, all you you guys know this, but. Often the veteran service officer is the most knowledgeable person in, around. That it's it, often that's all they do all day long is is wind through this maze to help people, uh, and they and after you do that a while you you get real good at it. Yet in many cases it, it's it's a pet peeve of mine that uh, uh, our, our 
women and men coming back for more when they finally get discharged and they're veterans, nobody tells them there even is a veteran service officer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In most of this country, when somebody's discharged, nobody tells them there is such a thing as a veteran service officer. Now, for the life of me, how you find somebody that you don't know even exists to look for them uh, wow. is beyond me. Uh, yet here they are, often tremendous resources and mostly free for uh, for a veteran to use. So we start off with the with the silo of veteran services with listing the name of the veteran service officer or officers if there's more than one, exactly where they are. We get right down to what is their mobile phone and their email address and their office phone so that they can be gotten in touch with immediately in order in order to help. Uh, we also do things like try to make TRICARE understandable to a human being, which is a bit of a challenge. No, that's uh, we have, uh, in addition to that employment piece, a big housing piece, which focuses on on, on severe items, you know, emergency mm-hmm. shelter, emergency veterans shelter, transitional housing, and so on. And then, of course, there's a crisis tab. This little crisis tab, you hit it, and it brings up everything, everything, no matter how it's funded, that deals with crisis intervention in your community. One of the features that we've added, uh, thanks to the, the great work over at Reserve Affairs in the Pentagon, they, they developed a program that's just amazing. Uh, General uh, Greg Waite uh, first told us about it. He's, he's a marvelous person who's been very helpful to the network of care. But they have a program working out of uh, New Jersey that's called Vets for Warriors. I, I'm mm-hmm. sure you folks have heard of them. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they have a live chat, either phone or email chat program, with trained veterans to be able to give peer support to any veteran anywhere in the world 24-7. So when we heard about that, we thought, wow, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> the, the problem is most people don't know that it, it exists. I mean, how does somebody know that that exists? That's true. So when we worked with them, we just loved their program and loved the work that they're doing and wanted to help. So what we have, if you see, I don't know if you've got your computers on, fellas, but if you, if you see over in the right-hand navigation, you see Vets for Warriors. So we put it actually on the homepage of every single local network of care website in the United States. And you can click on that and immediately start an email chat or a phone chat, either mm-hmm. one, with a trained veteran that's there to, the, to uh, that's trained to help another veteran in need, um, that kind of thing is what the network of care has evolved to. Where uh, whether it's the VA or Guard Reserve or DoD or anywhere, uh, people learn about it and contact us and say, "Hey, we have this great service, but nobody knows it's there. Can we get on the network of care?" And we and we always say, of course, yes. That's what we're that's what we're here for. So it becomes a bit of a, a best practice magnet, if you will. It, it, it's a way for for good services, good quality uh, programs and services, or just information uh, to be in one place. And then it, it in turn becomes a place where all of the points of the community can, all of the elements of the community can point to one place to send people. Right. So. Uh, you know, that's, that's, there's a lot, lots more, but that's a you know a bit of a tour of the homepage at least. Gentlemen, it's that time again. I guess uh, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> and uh, uh, again, we're going to take a short break. 
to learn more about the American Heroes Network, go to our mobile site where you can actually listen to all the past shows anytime you want, right on your phone. Go to hero.ub1, that's the number one, dot co. We'll be right back with our guest, Mr. Bruce Bronson. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join your hosts Gary Ray and Ted Griffin Jr. as they show what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, Back to our program. Welcome back. And during the break, uh, Bob, you had a question for uh, uh, Bruce. Uh, sounded pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Gary. Uh, yeah, Bruce, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, we found uh, is, as far as being involved with the veteran community out here in the state of Maryland and in its adjoining states, is one of the most uh, uh, biggest challenges in the veteran community is that void of information. And, and believe you me, you, your contribution to the network of care and bringing it to this community has been tremendous. More importantly, we find that as individuals get out of the service and get that out brief, the first thing they want to do is get home. They want to get back to the family. They want to do things that are different. They lose the DD-214. They don't have any of their health records. And then they try to get service later and have no idea where to find that information. What we found, and I'd like you to kind of just give us an overview of one in particular area of your features, is that personal health record and how that works and how that can benefit that individual by utilizing that particular feature and then just kind of go over some of those important advocacy areas that are available. Sure. Uh, yeah, the... the, the uh... Bob is is right. The personal health record is ends up being a, a very handy uh, and important tool for some folks coming back because what it is is a fully secure place where you could store information privately and keep it for yourself. Uh, it's fairly sophisticated. It, it it took a lot of money for California and Maryland to build this component of the site about 
I think it was like $150,000 just for this one feature, and it took us awesome. over a year to build it because it meets what's called the HL7 standards, and that's it's going too far into the weeds for anybody, but it's uh, it's the international body that that governs um, uh, electronic medical records and personal health records and standardization and security and that sort of thing. And to meet that standard is the highest standard that that you could meet, and that's why it took a bit of effort. Uh, but once we had it, th- then you've got a place where anybody can go. And and it it does a number of things. For one thing, you you when you create your account and you now have your own private personal health record, no one knows it even exists unless you happen to tell them. So it's entirely yours. It's not the VAs. It's not DODs. It's not your providers or your insurance companies. It's just yours. But once you have it, then you can grab information from throughout the network of care. So articles from the library, and the library is huge, 50,000 articles and self-assessment tools are in the library. You can grab those things. You can find out what exactly is the situation of this particular medication and what's it contraindicated with. You, you're the, the services that you ha- are, say, out of the 30,000 entries into the service directory, there's two or three that are the ones that you're using. You can grab all that information stored discreetly and separately inside of your personal health record, along with lots of other things. But you could load up your own information from your own medical history. You can put anything into your computer and grab it and load it in. It even has what they call interoperability standards. It's kind of fancy, fancy name, but that means you could hook it up to your electronic medical record and import the official medical record from uh, your provider, your doctor, hospital, or insurance company, or whatever, and bring it in and store it inside of your personal health record. But what Bob was referring to is, again, uh, this may, I, I can't remember exactly, but it may well have come out of, uh, of Maryland, where uh, the, the place to store specific documents that are unique uh, in, in, in the military, such as the DD-214 form or the exit uh-huh. physical, uh, things like that. So we have, it's just a little click. Uh, you can uh, scan that into your computer and drop it in seconds into your personal health record store it and keep it forever um, as we know that there's still uh, uh, very unfortunately at the federal VA there's still a huge loss of claim information so if somebody makes a claim they, you know they go to all the work working with their VSO or with their doc or whatever to pull the information together the necessary information to be able to make a disability claim and send it off and a significant percentage gets lost so what happens? You have to start all over again? Well, <clears throat> with this system, what some of the veteran service officers are doing around the country is they're actually working with the vet, and when they put together that claim information, they immediately store it into the personal health record on the network of care before it's sent off anywhere. It's stored there so that no matter what happens, the person has it exactly and in seconds can print it back out again. So this is a very, very important place on on the site, and it has other very advanced features. You can invite people in if you wish. It's strictly voluntary, but a veteran can invite people in to see that that record or parts of the record. They choose exactly what they want or don't want people to do, but they can invite a buddy or a friend or a brother or, or a therapist in to see parts of that record. They can even allow people to talk to each other inside of that record. So it's a very sophisticated piece of the network of care, uh, it, but it, it turns out to be 
quite vital when it comes to keeping information private and secure and not, not having it lost. Right. You know, it's about keeping their DD-214, which is a lost. <laughs> that would be a good place to keep it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, push of a button, you could print it back out again, and you've got right. it. Well, I like the idea, too, that, you know, you could lock certain sections of that, say that you're going uh, to an appointment with a doctor. You can allow him into the area. Uh, he can check out what he needs to check out and the things he doesn't need to know. You can lock him out. That's exactly right, and in fact, uh, well, you you said it very, very well. Uh, we we've had cases where uh, a veteran would invite the doctor in to see maybe two or three portions only of that personal health record in advance of a visit. Now, just think of that. So, so like the day before, the the the, the person you're, you're the doctor, therapist, whoever that you're going to be seeing has a chance to see some deeper background information that you're choosing to share with them selectively. When you get into the office, that, 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 it suddenly makes it a much more meaningful visit. I mean, you're, 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 everyone's more knowledgeable, and so the time that is spent can be a much more productive be, because of that. So that very thing occurs that you, that you just described. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. You know, I think, uh, uh, Bruce, too, uh, you've been extremely modest in, in presenting this because earlier, as you mentioned, you know, the VA, the United States Department of Veterans Affairs, is very organized. They have a smorgasbord of information, for lack of a better term. But the key thing is one of the most comprehensive and easy-use search engines is the network of care. And we find that because, and I don't think you've mentioned it, but it's, what, three to four clicks to any information that you can possibly need. It will take you three or four hours to try to find some of that information if you go through the various information and links and websites that you have throughout with the Veterans Administration. And I believe is it three clicks or four clicks to uh, uh, specific information that you're looking for on any one of those features that you were talking about? Yeah. Uh, you know, any good web building tries to get uh, three clicks, four clicks at the most away from the target, uh, and we're that way throughout the site. Even though the site's huge, uh, the site uh, that I've just been playing with while we're talking here on the phone, Anne Arundel County, uh, in honor of Bob, here, uh, is about 250,000 pages deep. But that's mm-hmm. how rich the site is. It's just and utterly that's just huge. one county. Uh, but to navigate it, it consequently, it, it, it makes the, gives the web builder a good challenge because you want to make it easy to navigate. You don't want to be so confusing and cluttered that you can't see anything, which is also a real problem with a lot of government sites uh, that they're just impossible to see. Uh, they're, they're too difficult to navigate. So we think we've done a pretty good job of that. As you, when you look at it, it's pretty easily laid out. If you could just read, uh, you could find anything pretty quickly. And everything's three to four clicks away, except for those critical things that I mentioned to you that are right on the homepage you know, emergency services, housing, uh, employment, and so on. Those are one click away, uh, and that was at the request of veterans who helped us build the site. All right. So, uh, uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty pretty easy to navigate. And you know, Bob is right that you know the VA has enormous resources and and a lot of fantastic services. The same with Garden Reserve, uh, particularly in the last few years, they. They've, they've uh, brought online some really incredible uh, uh, programs and services for folks. 
the biggest problem is not that they don't have these; it's that no one knows about them, uh, and it's, they're difficult to find and 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 hard to access. Uh, and so, reaching out and bringing people to these services and making them aware of them is is much more the challenge, uh, mm-hmm. and that's I think where we come in. Right. Everyone can hold that thought. We're going for a break. Okay. Uh, this is Gary Ray along with uh, Bob Sharps and our guest, Bruce Bronson. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join your hosts, Gary Ray and Ted Griffin, Jr., as they show what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with Bruce Bronson and talking about the network of care. Uh, Bruce, how can we assist you with getting a network of care in areas? Well, that's a good question because you know we're, we're in many places around the country, but there's many more that we're not at. And uh, for your your listeners, I, there'd be two things I would say. One is that the the first is that the network of care itself, once it's acquired by a county or a state, it's a free service to everyone in the community. There's not even a login requirement. It's absolutely uh, free. So Bob and and Bill and others uh, acquired this for the state of Maryland, every single county. But then once it's up and running, everyone in Maryland can use this for nothing. However, because you can, because you can access it from anywhere, if you don't have a network of care site, you can go to someone else's network of care and just use at least the general information. It'll be limited because it's not customized to your local area, which is very important. So among the most important information may not be there. But a lot of information is there. And so the, the first, you know, I'll get a request from somebody who's in uh, <clears throat> a state right next to a state that has the network of care. And they say, well, gee, we see we have this, but, uh, you know, how do we use it? And I said, well, just go use theirs <laughs> until, you, <laughs> until you get your own because you get something. Uh, but you do need your own because that's where all of this very rich, personalized, customized information, whether it's the veteran service officer, whether it's support groups, whether it's all the community services, whether uh, it's advocacy that is geared for you, 
uh, there's just so much, all the crisis intervention that's localized and customized that makes it so rich. It, it is valuable to have your own. So for that, I would say you need to talk to your, uh, uh, if you have a veteran service officer, talk to them. Uh, your county board of supervisors members, often county supervisors are very um, interested in this and very supportive. You might be surprised at what a good listen you're going to get from them because they want to try to do the right thing. Often they don't know what to do. Uh, you, if you're close to any of the state legislators or uh, folks like Bob and, and Bill who, who are at the state VA uh, or the National Guard folks, uh, sometimes they just don't know about this program. And as Bob will tell you, there's, there's quite a turnover there at the state level, both in the Guard and state VA. Uh, so it could have been that this happened, but or their predecessor may have heard about it and couldn't act on it quickly enough, and then off they went, and the new one doesn't know anything about it. So communicating with your supervisors, legislators, veteran service officer, or or the folks at the state VA can sometimes be very, very good. And just ask them, you know, how can they get this in their area, and can they just take a look at it to see if, if uh, it would make sense to bring it in. And then they get in touch with us, um, and we uh, normally could do like a webcast demo on uh, uh, for, you know, for nothing and just show them what it is. And normally that's all it takes for it, for interest to be generated by the powers that be to bring it to your area. Okay. These are state, these are county levels, right? As far as the websites go? They're all built at the county level. Even if a state, uh, like Maryland and California did it, did it in terms of the funding, they're still built county by county because that's where the real power and the real value lies. So every single county, uh, uh has them where, where the state steps in and does the funding. How the state does the funding, it's not the county. It depends. Most of okay. them actually are funded by the county. Okay. So your first stop is your county veteran service officer, your local county board of supervisors. But okay. in many cases, we've seen states interested in it, and when and when they are, then they want to, you know, help fund it. Uh, Florida right now is is very interested in moving forward with it. Uh, uh, we, we just launched it statewide in. Uh, uh, We'll be launching a statewide in Montana. And so there's a lot of places where the states are interested in helping out, and or sometimes it's a partnership between the state and counties. Okay. If, somebody, if there's just a veteran who's listening to this program and wants to get I'd start with the county, the county board of supervisors, and contact them and say, hey, how come we don't have this, and is, can, is it possible to look in, into this to bring it to our area? Mm-hmm. And if, if I understand it right, also on the veteran side, uh, the providers are, um, um, uh, what is it, fee-based? I'm sorry, what was that? The providers on the veteran side of it are fee-based? Uh, in I'm other not, words, I guess the, the, the VA uh, would consider uh, you know, somebody to, that you can use. Because um, uh, you well, know, it's no. everything. See, we have everything in there in terms of <laughs> providers. So it's it's all veterans uh, direct services, all veterans con- VA contract services, all community based services that have no relationship with the VA. All everything. All right. And so you can search them either by VA services or you can search them by just category. Uh, So, you know, what do I need for anger management, for example? (laughs) They'll have everything that's involved with anger management, including 
VA services or Guard and Reserve, and including things that have nothing to do with those institutions. They're community-based, uh, not-for-profit uh, support groups or, or uh, clinical services, but they, you at least can find them uh, there in your own community. Right. And, and uh, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, the listening audience being the veteran, but, you know, what we found out, especially in our presentations and our outreach efforts throughout the state of Maryland and its surrounding areas, is that during our outreach program, what we found is that that, that communication to the veteran community is not just the veteran. We found that it even expands itself to the veteran, the spouse, a friend, a family member, or even the caregiver. And that is what the veteran community is made up of. And we tend to think those 21-plus million veterans that are out there is where it ends. No, you multiply that by a factor of maybe a 3.5 when I just gave you the other part of that community. You're talking about a pretty large population. And by getting that word out in the to that community, I think, uh, Bruce, would more than uh, will, will at least satisfy some of that awareness that needs to get out there so people know that the information is there. It's very user-friendly. It has one of the best search engines that I've ever found. And, you know, as a 65-plus, and I'll leave it at that, year old that who just got involved, in, you know, to getting involved into using the, the, our, our technology with, 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 the, with the Internet, it, it's uh, you know, you can be blind and use it, if I may use a phrase. So, well, there's um, one other group I would add quickly, uh, to Bob, that in addition to all of that, your yeah, family is huge in, in this. But there's one other group, and that is case managers, absolutely. public and private. And I mean, give me for private, forget yeah, them. <laughs> this is so much beyond what they normally have on their desk. They're, that it's a huge benefit to them because they use it to help their clients. So it's a wonderful assist to them. In fact, we done a couple surveys to try to figure this out. We don't know exactly, but it appears that it's about maybe as much as 40% of the use of the site is by case managers, public and private, from all aspects of the service community, using it to help their clients. Well, gentlemen, uh, it's getting close to the end. we got about a minute left, and I'd like to thank our guest, Mr. Bruce Bronson and, and Bob Sharps, for taking the time out of their busy schedule to be with us today. Bruce, tell our listeners one more time how they can find out more information about the Network of Care. Sure. The, just go to networkofcare.org okay. on the Internet, networkofcare.org, and you'll see the different kinds of networks of care, and you click on the one that's for veterans and service members, and you, and you just can find a ton of information. You also can find our phone number uh, and email address and communicate with us directly if you have a question or suggestions. We're, we're constantly interested in how to improve the site, and we get, get frankly, most of our best ideas from uh, just individuals who, who, who give us suggestions uh, uh, you know, uh, on the email or give us a phone call. All right. I appreciate it, uh, Bruce. Uh, Bob, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, just uh, thank you, Gary, for the opportunity to, to, to co-host with you today. And, Bruce, I can't say enough about you. Your household word here in the state of Maryland. I know uh, Bill was here, my partner Bill Forbes and myself. Uh, I don't think that a day goes by that we're not talking to the veteran community that you're not mentioned in the service and the uh, the product that you have brought to our um, uh, community. So uh, well, I thank thanks you and kudos to you too, Gary, for uh, the great work you do with this radio program. This is a tremendous service to be able to have people's stories told and um, 
and get this kind of information out. And I just, I'm really proud of you guys for what you've done, and it's been an honor to be a part of it. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. And both of you have a great day. Um, again, don't hesitate to come back. Uh, this is Gary Ray along with Bob Sharps signing off, and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America and Variety Channel. Have a terrific week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray and Ted Griffin Jr. again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericavariety.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's staff and management.